Hello Internet, my name is Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And in this week's Screen Bird, we've got a bit of a preview for you. Mmm, and a, I guess a series review coupled with that. A pretty popular show. Some people's favourite show. A lot of people are harping on me to get on this show. Yeah, but... And only recently have I broken... Broken, <laughs> broken into it. <laughs> and now you're hooked. You're addicted. To Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad. We should probably address uh, what spoilers we're going to be giving away in this podcast for people who may have not seen the show before. All of them. Everything. Yeah, we're going to be talking about everything. We're going to uh, give a play-by-play yeah. review yeah. of every single episode, step-by-step. Step. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're going to start with Season 1 and work our way through, so I guess if you've only seen Season 1, you can listen to the beginning and then tune off when we start to talk about Season 2. But yeah, just, just a warning, there will be Breaking Bad spoilers throughout this podcast. So let's get stuck into it with season one. Season one of Breaking Bad. So I guess this is, uh, as with most season one, where everything sort of starts up. The premise is sort of unveiled. Starts with a dad from Malcolm in the Middle, Brian Cranston, is now a science teacher called Walter White. Um, and he's got a nice family, a nice wife and um, disabled kid. He has a second job working in a car wash. Uh, struggling a little bit, but everything, you know, he's sort of got a life together for himself. Yeah? Middle of the road. Is... Yeah, it doesn't get heaps of respect from the students, but he's sort of making a bit of a difference. Like, yeah. Then he decides to shake things up a bit by getting cancer. Yes. Yes, he gets cancer, lung cancer. Despite never having smoked. Mm. That will teach him. <laughs> Obviously, um, this means he's going to die. <laughs> right? Well, they, they tell him it's not good. Yeah. Um, even with chemo and whatnot, mm. they expect only for him to live a few more years. Mm. And this is trouble because he's got a family that he needs to support. And so, obviously, he decides to start cooking meth. Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the premise of the show. High school teacher, yeah. high school chemistry teacher, gets cancer, needs to get make money for his family's future. Decides to use his chemistry knowledge to cook meth. Mm. Teams up with a old student of his who just happens to be in the uh, meth business. Mm. Perhaps uh, little Jesse made a few wrong choices in life. Has ended up on the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, so Walter White, they sort of uh, build a bit of a partnership, a drug making partnership. Jesse brings him a bit of the business skills that you need to sell meth. Walter White also has the chemistry skills you need to make really good meth. Like I've never had meth. I don't know what it's yeah. like, but people seem to love Walter White's meth. It's like the Ben and Jerry's of meth. <laughs> is that because Ben and Jerry's is 99% fat? That's why it tastes so good. It's just got that purity that you're after. <laughs> yeah. and... I love the Ben and Jerry's ice cream. But anyway. To you, does this sound like a foolproof, idiot-proof strategy, get-rich-quick scheme? In terms of a practical scheme... It seemed like it was easy to get in and out safely and make a few grand. Yeah. But then when Walt reveals that he needs about 700,000. Yeah. You know, hmm. You've taken on quite a lot here. This is now a thing. Yes. Because you could tell businessmen uh, anywhere in any industry. uh, Here's some business advice to people listening at home. You can have the best idea in the world. You need the means to be able to carry out that idea. I can have a great idea for a jetpack toaster or something. 
But unless I've got the money and the people behind me to, to do that and the, the men on the ground and some starting money, stuff like that, I can't get the Jetpack Toaster in stores. So perhaps to make $700,000, a little in a little over his head. And we see Walter White and Jesse Pinkman getting in over their head throughout the course oh, of the yes. season. They realize it's hard to sell a large enough quantity themselves, so they need to wholesale to a dealer. Mm. And this is where they come across the crazy Tuco. Oh, yes. He's a bit of a wild card, this Tuco. Mm. He puts a bit of a beating on Jesse in a meeting of theirs. Mm. This is where we see Walt sort of step up for the first time. Because mm. we see him kind of as this nerdy, conservative high school teacher. Mm. And now here we have him stepping up to this crazy murderer drug dealer. Yeah. Walk into his meeting, throwing bombs on the ground and walking out with bags of money and meth. Yeah. This is sort of the, the first turning point, I think, yeah. we see in Walter White. Mm. And this makes for some pretty entertaining TV. Yeah. I was I was really digging the show season mm. one. I got hooked pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a show that uh, gets you into the characters, gets you into the story. It uh, moves you on quite well. Unfortunately, only seven episodes. Yeah, short one season one. It felt like it ended almost sort of halfway through a season. Mm. And we don't really get the resolution of that Tuco story arc until the beginning of season two. Yeah. So I think the thing I learned from season one of Breaking Bad was it might sound good in theory, set up, like just go, oh, I can make this good crystal meth. I'll just do that, sell it, make it quit $700,000 and get out. In practice, it's not as easy as it might sound. We also found out in season one that Walter White has a rich friend that offers to pay for all his chemotherapy treatment and things like that. This, to me, negates the premise of the show a little bit. Yeah, Walter White apparently turns this down out of pride. Yes. And you see, okay, the man that we've been presented with could have Mm. a certain level of pride, but the fact that he decides to turn to selling meth does not seem like the more realistic option. Yeah. I think this is a big part of the show, trying to identify sort of where on the moral scale does Walter White mm. appear? Yes. Because at first we're supposed to believe that he's this nice, respectable guy. Yeah. And he's that we... forced into a bad choice. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we have this, he's gotten out. He's got this other option. Yeah. It starts, it makes you question why he's taken this route in the first place. Doesn't the guy either offer, even offer him a good job where he can get paid, like he can even work for yeah. the money? Like it's not even like completely charity necessarily like i think if he's exposed which in the first episode he thinks is a realistic possibility he gets exposed and it comes out he's a drug dealer and murderer and involved in all these shady things and like kids are getting meth because of him and things like that like are people gonna go oh well good for him he tried to make it on his own he wouldn't accept <laughs> charity from anyone that guy <laughs> you could you Okay, I don't agree with the drugs, but you can respect that Walter White. He's embracing the American dream. I don't think so. I think people are going to go, this is a despicable guy. Why didn't he just take money from his friend? But that being said, still love the show and love seeing Walter White descend into this world. It would have been a less entertaining show if he'd just taken his friend's money and not started making crystal meth. <laughs> That would have been a three-episode season. 
without much to talk about. Yes. A guy gets cancer, but then a friend offers to pay for his treatment and he gets a job. Yeah. The end. Yeah, what would you give season one out of ten, Jonathan? I think season one started great with an amazing pilot. The pilot was awesome, hooked me in. From there, I thought it was pretty consistent. Short season didn't really get to finish off all the story arcs I was interested in, but I think it was fairly consistently entertaining. I'd give season one an 8.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought season one was great. The pilot, fantastic introduction to the series, to the character of Walter White, um, really broke down that sort of Malcolm in the Middle dad sort of image. And I think throughout the course of the season, it was really great to see him enter this world and struggle with this world, and it was done really well. Uh, that being said, I think season one, it was still finding its feet a little bit. It was still sort of finding that consistency and things like that. And, and as you said, it didn't quite have a resolution or a complete season arc or anything like that. So I was really enjoying season one, probably didn't love it. I'll give it an eight out of 10. Now let's talk about season two of Breaking Bad. The plot thickens. (laughs) The plot thickens every season. Well, at the start of Season 2, we have the resolution of the Tuco storyline. Mm, yeah. And I think Tuco kidnapping them and taking them uh, into the desert. And you have mm. the showdown there where Jesse shoots them and Hank shows up and shoots Tuco. Yeah. I think this that was all... That was crazy. I was mm. really into it. I was like, man, this is great resolution to the story. Where's the series going to go from here? Yeah. And it uh, went a couple of places. Like, uh, Season 2 is a fairly packed season. There's a few little things. Um, you see this cancer... And perhaps Walt, because he's doing the drug business and he's got to be secretive about that, sort of some strains with the family starting to creep in. The perfect Walt, Skylar, disabled kid relationships start to get a little bit tenuous. Yeah, Skylar starts to become suspicious of where he's going all the time. Um, There's something about him having two phones and Mm. she becomes suspicious of an affair or maybe he's doing drugs. Mm. Yeah. um, we also have uh, Walt's assistant, Jesse, get a girlfriend. He moves into a place where the next-door neighbour is a sexy girl that also happens to be the landlord. Her dad owns the place. Mm. And she's also a recovering drug addict. And yeah. Jesse's a drug dealer. Mm. So <laughs> Combination for drama. Perfect match. Mm. <laughs> yes. They actually decide, towards the end of this relationship, like, to try and, uh... Jesse gets a bit of money out of the drug business, and so let's take this money and and leave. Let's, and I think this is a good move of Jesse and the girl, uh, because I think that anyone who's gone to a casino knows you've got to know when to walk away from the table, and this seems like a good point for Jesse to walk <laughs> away from the table. He's got a big um, duffel bag full of cash... So enough money to set himself up and, and live for quite a bit if he doesn't spend it all on drugs, which he's not planning on. He's got a beautiful girlfriend. Um, they can sort of help each other, keep each other accountable with the drugs and stuff like that. Seems like it could be a good, good decision. But unfortunately, just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. How does Jesse get pulled back in, Jonathan? Well, unfortunately... The two of them haven't completely stopped doing drugs. And Jesse's girlfriend, while in her sleep on her back, starts throwing up and is choking on her own vomit, which is pretty nasty. Mm. And Walt, who has come by in order to talk to Jesse, sees this 
and you go, thank goodness he's gonna he's gonna help her push her on her side or something. Yeah. Give her the aid she needs. Mm. And Walt lets her choke to death. He just stands there and watches. I literally started smashing my fists on my desk while watching this. I was so mad. This whole time, this whole show, you're presented with Walt trying to convince himself and his family that he's a good guy. And I feel like that's what we're presented with at the start. And there's always an explanation for the bad things that he does. They're either in self-defense or to provide for his family. This is the first time that I felt Walt went too far. Even though this girl was trying to manipulate him, get money and take Jesse away, you can't just let her choke to death. That's not okay. Yeah. I was so mad with Walt. So mad. Yeah. I uh, Well, firstly, it's even worse than you described because he's the one who moved her on her back. She was lying on her side. He comes in to wake Jesse up, moves her on her back. Because she was the one who told Jesse, make sure you lie on your side because in case you throw up, you don't want to choke on your vomit. So it's even worse than uh, how you lay it out. Um, so he moves her on her back. Now, he's not trying to kill her when he moves her on her, her back. But, you know, what? Well, he doesn't think this girl's good for Jesse. He's very protective of Jesse. No, I don't think this girl's got his best interests at, at stake. So uh, she died. That would uh, that would fix that problem. But I agree. It's not defensible. And I think especially as we get into season three, season four, what I realize is Walt is not a good guy no. anymore. Maybe in the first episode of season one, he's a good guy. He's not a good guy. We've got to stop thinking Walt is a good guy and just enjoy the ride that Walt's taking us on. And it is a ride. Hmm. Oh, it, well, it's a ride. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, very unfortunate for Jesse's girl. <laughs> How can I find a woman like that? You know that song? Didn't seem that contextually appropriate. <laughs> and this has consequences. Yes. Now, the whole season, the start of most or all the episodes, we get these little snippets of things in the pool and these people taking things out of a pool and putting them in what looks like plastic bags of evidence. A pink teddy bear, specifically, is floating in the pool. And all season you go, ooh, wonder how a pink teddy bear gets in the pool. That's the question you got in season two of Breaking Bad. Not all the drug stuff, but how does a pink teddy bear get in the pool? And I think when you see the evidence bags and Walt's glasses, you think they've got busted. Yeah, something to do with the drug. Some drug deal's gone bad. But what has happened is that Jesse's girlfriend... His father mm. is an air traffic controller. Mr. Jesse's girl. And he's so broken up over the fact that his daughter is dead. As you would be. That he's made a mistake at his job and two planes have collided. The fallout from the air crash has uh, landed in Walt's pool. Mm. And that's what we've been getting little snippets of all season. Yeah. Were you satisfied with that as the the origin of the pink teddy bear? I guess so. It was a little bit roundabout, but I it was I guess it was unexpected. Mm. What I think that was perhaps supposed to represent was that Walt's actions affect other people. Mm. You, say, you think that, oh, just selling drugs is a bit of like a victimless yeah. crime. People are going to be selling it anyway. I'm just cashing in on, on the system. But something that Walt did mm. caused an air crash that killed, mm. I think, about 160 people. Yeah. Now, of course, that wasn't direct, but I think it put a bit of weight mm. on the actions and events throughout the season. Yes. No, for sure. I thought it was sort of interesting, something I definitely wasn't expecting. And uh, Walt also gets a lawyer, Saul Goodman. Better call Saul. 
<laughs> which has, over the course of the last three seasons, maybe become my favourite character on this show. Saul's hilarious. I love Saul. And I think with such a dark show, you need a character who brings comedy and brings a sort of more optimistic light on things. And he definitely does that. With all the angst and fighting and stuff, he's always got a good quip and just sort of a funny reaction to things. Really in a show where the characters like Walt and Jesse and Skylar are becoming less and less likable every season, it's good to have a character that you just enjoy watching and you like them. Yeah, I like Saul and his crude one-liners and also how crafty he is. I like how when they take him out into the desert, they're going to murder him, but he says he can help them. And if they just put a dollar in his pocket, now he's their lawyer and he won't be able to testify against them and he can help them as their lawyer. Mm. He's very quick on his feet, Saul. He's a smart guy. He's not just the funny comic relief. He's a smart guy in his own right. I like that. Uh, So season two, what score would you give that out of 10? I really like the opening of season two with the resolution Mm -hmm. from the season one story arc. Then I thought it went off for a while. There was quite a lot of emphasis on Walt and Skylar's relationship that Mm -hmm. I wasn't interested Mm -hmm. in and it took a while for it to pick up. But then I think it had some really strong scenes towards the end, which picked the season back up. I'd give season two eight out of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, season two for me, I thought was, with the with the teddy bear and the plane sort of arc, it gave a bit more of a um, structure to the season, and it made the season a little more um, cohesive. I thought the Tuco stuff was great. I thought uh, the Jesse's Girl stuff went in an interesting direction. I was probably a little more interested in what was going on in season two and really starting to see Walt descend, which I enjoyed. It was a little all over the place, season two, but I really liked it. I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, we've switched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so moving on to season three. Yes. And I guess in some ways the big thing that sort of happens in early season three is that Skylar, Walt's wife, finds out that he's dealing drugs. This has been something that you know is going to happen at some point in the series. You can't just have him getting deeper and deeper into this world of drug manufacturing and dealing without his family eventually finding out. Yeah, And I appreciate this because Dexter, I always had the question, oh, what's Dexter's wife going to do when she finds out he kills people? That I'm going to find really interesting. And then they took the cheap way out. (laughs) So, And when it happened in Breaking Bad, I didn't think it had much weight to it. Because when it was brought up, their relationship was kind of already shattered mm. it, it yeah. didn't really matter that much anymore mm. and when it was revealed it wasn't like there was a big argument or it wasn't that much of a shock and it really frustrated me that walt didn't try to explain it very well yeah he did a very poor job and i think it's partly because he didn't explain it very well but skylar just seemed to have no time for for walt after he'd done this mm. now dealing math is not a good thing no but if i feel like i was married to someone and i had been in love with them for 20 30 years and then they had cancer, and then they started selling drugs in order to provide for the family, I'd at least hear them out. Like, I wouldn't say, oh, it's okay, I understand why you did that, but I I don't know if I completely just shut them off. Yeah, look, I would probably be leaving them and calling the police. (laughs) I'm not going to become an accessory to this crime. Like, I'm not going to go down for their, like, Stupid mistakes. But I think you're right. You should at least hear them out. 
yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, and surely he wouldn't want his wife that he's been doing this all for to go to jail as an accessory for a crime and leave their son parentless. Yes, which is why I guess he tries to keep her out of it. Mm. And then, strangely, she tries to involve herself in it later on, mm. which is, I found a bit hypocritical and frustrating. I don't like Skylar. Skylar's just no. a bad character. She, I find her very irritating. Yeah, she's a, she is annoying a bit because we, like, watching the show, we want Walt to do well. I think in some ways, though, I understand why she's pretty much a bitch to him when she finds out he's been dealing crystal meth and involved in crime. That would be a betrayal of trust. And I think most wives would be pretty annoyed with that. I think then when she starts to get involved in it, it's a little bit, oh, okay, like, I didn't quite get the motivations there. Um, And then when she starts sleeping with her boss and things, like, it just seems like she's a bit of a mess. Yeah, I found the way that she did that was just so cold. Because even if what Walt was doing was wrong, it was partly because he loved her and his son. Then she goes off and has an affair and comes back. And while Walt's trying to repair their their marriage, like, he's actually moved back into the house, she just brutally just walks in and just says... I fucked Ted. The way she said that was... It actually made me feel sick. Mm. The way he starts to move in and tries to act real chummy with her and everyone again seems a little bit too much. Like, you probably need to go to some counselling and stuff before you can just like, hey, I'm back to stay at home. I've had a week away. You must be over (laughs) this now. Like, yeah. So, really, as this series progresses, I do realise more and more, as I've said... These characters become less and less likable. Like, I don't like Skylar in season three and four, but I don't think I'm liking Walt much more as a human being. I'm enjoying watching him more, though. Yeah, I don't like either of them, but I like watching Walt in the show, yes. and I don't like watching Skylar in the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. We also had um, Skylar's brother uh, feature quite heavily in season three, Hank. Uh, Walt's brother-in-law, Hank, is a DEA agent. I think especially in season three, but sort of in, in quite a lot of seasons, sometimes gets close to finding out about Walt. And it's sort of Walt's got this tough thing. He doesn't want to completely ruin his brother's career, but he can't get caught by his brother. Mm. It's an interesting relationship because as Hank is so close to Walt, there's always the chance that he could be found out. Yeah. But having Hank... But Hank being in the DEA can also help Walt. Yes. That means he's closer to finding out what the DEA knows mm. about his operation and yeah. opposition in the industry. So it's quite an interesting relationship. Yeah. Hank's a little bit chauvinistic and loud-mouthed and um, a bit offensive with some of his comments about Hispanics and stuff like that. But he's a really likable guy, Hank. <laughs> Don't you really like Hank? I didn't at first. I thought he was a little too one-dimensional yeah. and crude. Mm. But then when I find out that he's actually a decent cop and some of the things that he does Mm. in terms of his detective work and the fact that he does actually care for his family and extended family and Walt actually brought me around to Hank. He's got so much love for Walt and Skylar and... Walter Jr. Yeah. He's got a lot of love for them. And when he finds out Walt has cancer, he just wants to be there for him. Like, he just wants to help him. So I think he's a really likable character. Season three, though, has perhaps one of my favourite scenes in TV history. Hank kills Tuco, 
And for revenge, some people in the drug cartel put out a hit on Hank. And someone gives Hank a call and says, you have one minute to save your life, pretty much. (laughs) And he's got this scene where just he's sitting there in his car, waiting that one minute, and then two guys try to kill him, and he fights back. And it is just so awesome, a scene to see Hank fight. And that minute in that car, I was so tense. And I had to stand up while watching that scene. And, like, when he killed the guys, I was like, yeah, he's done it! Oh, yeah, Hank! Yeah, I agree. That was a really tense scene. And a great episode as a whole, that one minute episode. Yeah, no, it was very good. And it was really needed at that point in the season because I was feeling it was really slow, far too much time spent on relationship things. And then we have the attack from the cartel and it's resolved in a really exciting fashion. Mm. Yeah. Here's what I say about season three. A bit of a slow start, a bit of a slow burn, a lot of this Skyler stuff, stuff I'm not 100% interested in. But then from about a couple of episodes before that one minute, like sort of from about maybe just before the halfway mark, the season really picks up and really gets exciting. Seems to me the longer Breaking Bad goes on, the more inconsistent it becomes. Ooh. I thought season one was was really good, consistent, but nothing blew me away. Then season two had some great moments at the start and the end, but I was bored for quite a while. Season three has some of my favourite moments from the show and the worst episode of anything I've ever watched. Whoa! <laughs> This is a big call. Season three of Breaking Bad has an episode called The Fly. Yeah. And in it, Walt's in his lab where they cook meth, and there's a fly. Yes. And he can't let it go. He just has to chase this fly. And he chases it and chases it and chases it. And then Jesse comes, and they talk about the fly and talk about the fly and talk about the fly. And it's really, really boring. Because you don't understand or believe that Walt would be that frustrated by the fly. You'd have to have gone crazy to be this concerned with the fly. It was just stupid. And about 15 minutes in, I thought, I've had enough. I'm actually going to text Matt. I'm going to say... Yeah, I've got got the text message right here (laughs) that you sent me. I was at church and got a text message from you. I was going to say, I'm 16 minutes into this episode of Breaking Bad and all they've done is chase and talk about a fly. But I thought, no, I'll wait to see how it plays out. Yeah. Uh, the actual length of this thing, because it could it'll, it'd be a funnier text to send that yeah, if it's yeah. actually like 22 minutes. Yeah. It's the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? They don't even resolve it. There's a fly at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, this is the text you sent me. The episode of Breaking Bad about chasing the fly is the worst thing I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that text. Oh, my. Um, okay, okay. Here's, here's my view on the fly, on Flygate. Uh, which I think was a very polarizing episode of Breaking Bad. I don't hate it like you hate it. I thought that's sort of interesting, a bit of a different episode. I feel like, I feel like there's a few things with this fly episode. Firstly, I do believe that Walt, Walt is the kind of guy that gets upset over little things and is fairly petty. I can see him getting that upset about a fly. However, I do not see this as being a thing in the life of Walt that is exciting enough to make the Breaking Bad TV show about Walter White. I can see him going to a subway and there not being any ice in the soda fountain machine and him just getting really mad and waiting there until they get him the ice that he wants. (laughs) Um, But I don't think that's going to make the show. Or him, you know, sitting in traffic for an hour. 
Like, but that's not going to make the show either. So I think this is a stupid thing to make the show of Breaking Bad. This isn't Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the writers aren't funny enough to make me entertained by these stupid, annoying, mundane things in the show. This show is about drug deals and plot twists and moral questions for characters. If it was meant to be funny, it could have been funny for about a five to ten minute scene. Mm. When it's serious and lasts 50 minutes, a whole episode, it's not worth watching. And that episode gets really tense. Like, Walt and Jesse, like, it stops being even trying to be funny at some points of the episode. I say another thing I didn't like about this is when it gets to the point where, like, Walt is making contraptions out of brooms, like... You know, I, I thought we were one scene away from him dialing the Acme company to get like a, to get a device, like or, or calling in Wiley Coyote to come in. To, hey, we've got to fly, Wiley. Want to get down here? Bring those signs with you with funny comments. <laughs> hey, it's set in New Mexico, right near where Wiley Coyote tries to catch the Roadrunner. If it was a Breaking Bad Roadrunner crossover, I wouldn't mind seeing that. <laughs> now, the fly was maybe a low point of the season, but a high point was surely the ending. Yes. In the end, we have Walt gets picked up by Gus's man, Mike. Yeah. So Walt thinks that he could be killed. Yes. Because after Jesse didn't agree with the inclusion of kids in the whole business... Jesse goes to kill some of Gus's guys, hmm. which is obviously a bad plan. I mean, I think Jesse is going to come at, out uh, second best in that uh, yeah. gunfight. Yeah, yeah. But Walt saves it. Shows up, times it pretty well, runs these two guys down, hmm. killing two of Gus's guys. So Walt thinks that he's going to be replaced. Hmm. Correct assumption. Yes. He's right. But he can't be killed and replaced by another cook if there's no other cook. Yes. So in the final episode, we have Walt being kidnapped, about to be killed, and he rings Jesse and says, I can't do it. You have to go kill Gabe. What did you think of this conclusion to the season, Matt? It was a great plan. It was exciting. Um, Jesse didn't want to kill Gabe, and Walt said, fair enough. I understand that might be asking you to do too much, so I'll go kill him. But then Brian Cranston gets um, taken by... Um, Gus's man before he has a chance to. So he says, like, they want to find Jesse. And Saul and Walt have been helping hide Jesse. So Walt goes to them, okay, okay, I'll tell you where Jesse is if you tell me, if you give me the phone. So they go, oh, okay, we'll, we'll get, give you the phone and get to Jesse. And he goes, Jesse, you got to kill the guy! <laughs> so then Jesse goes, and the end scene is him shooting Gabe in the face. And that's pretty awesome. And you're like, Walt's gotten out of it. Like, it's a last-ditch, great plan. It's worked. Gus is going to be so mad in season four. <laughs> this is a great conclusion because mm. Walt's managed to escape again. This is a great plan that he's managed to execute in order to keep himself alive and keep mm. it all going. Mm. But it has a lot of weight to it. And the reason is, even though Jesse is a drug dealer and involved in everything that's going on, you kind of feel like he's a moral guy. Yeah, You feel like there's a certain line that Jesse doesn't want to cross. Mm. And at this point, even though he was the drug dealer from the start and Walt was the high school teacher, at this point I feel that Walt is a much worse guy than Jesse. Yes. And now Walt has pulled Jesse so deep into his mess, basically, that 
he's forced Jesse to kill someone, a line that Jesse doesn't want to cross. But Jesse does it because he's so loyal to Walt. Mm. And I think that's a really, really interesting relationship and uh, strain to put on that relationship. The second last episode of that season, one Aaron Paul, an Emmy. Last episode of that season, one Brian Cranston, his third Emmy in a row. <laughs> so uh, the Emmy voters like those, those last couple of episodes too. I thought season three was the most inconsistent. It had the worst episodes and it had some of the best episodes. Mm. And I think that inconsistency kind of balanced out to a level that I was expecting from Breaking Bad. So very good, but could have been great without those bad episodes. I'll give season three eight out of ten. Okay. See, I, I like you. You asked me what's my favorite episodes of Breaking Bad. I'm probably going to say one minute. I'm probably going to say the last two episodes of season three. They've got some of the best ones there. Like, it's just so, so good. Uh, the Skylar stuff's a bit annoying. Uh, they've got the fly one that's a bit polarizing. Uh, yeah, the consistency isn't there. And I think the, until that one minute sort of bit, it's sort of a very slow, non-satisfying season. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 as well. I'll give it an 8 out of 10 as well. Season 4, the most recent season that's aired, the one that's eligible for this year's Emmy Awards. So uh, we'll see how it does with Emmy nominations and things that come out soon. Yeah, there's been a bit of a strain put on the Jesse and Walt relationship, and Jesse sort of gets pulled away from working in the lab with Walt to do work with Mike. Hmm. And the whole time, Walt thinks that they only have a certain amount of time. They've they've bought some, themselves some time hmm. by killing Gabe, but yes. they still need to get rid of Gus or else yes. they're dead. Yes. Whereas Jesse doesn't really feel this as much because he's getting brought in to work with them. Hmm. Gus is starting to woo Jesse a bit. But he does stay loyal to Walt, and he does decide to try and give him the poison that Walt's concocted to kill Gus. Yeah. But he isn't able to do it, and Walt just loses it. Walt decides to push Jesse further and further away. Yeah. And they end up having pretty brutal fistfight in Jesse's place. Yeah. Who would you have tipped to come out on top in a fistfight between Walt and Jesse? That's a good question. Jesse's pretty skinny, you would think he'd have more fighting experience just being like a s- scrappy kid from the streets. Yeah. But at this point, just Walt's just like an angry guy that you'd actually feel is more likely to fight dirty than Jesse. Yeah. So maybe maybe Walt. Yeah, Walt's the guy who's going to knee the groin, maybe bite or something like that. But he is an old man with cancer. <laughs> like, you'd be pretty embarrassed if you were Jesse and you lost that fist fight. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, how do you go against that old man with cancer, Jesse? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so a strained relationship. The real hard thing is that uh, Gus puts a really big effort into to make Jesse not like Walt. Like, he's stirring the pot. He's, he's um, nudging the ambers, you know, to, to get them not to like each other. He's spending more time with Jesse. Hey, Jesse, hey, you can replace Walt. You know, that... that you know, he's getting in your way, that guy. He just doesn't want you to be the best. You know, that little... It's like that little devil on Jesse's shoulder. He's going, we really like you, Jesse. And that's hard. And that's... It shows, like, quite a lot between Walt and Jesse's relationship, how strong it is, that in the end they do come together, even after all that. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll perhaps leave that... Oh, okay. ...till we get to the, the end of the season. Yeah. But it is interesting how that plays out. Throughout the season, we have... Walt's spending a lot of time with Hank. Hank is suspicious of Gus. Mm. Now, Gus has 
a good standing in the community. Yeah. He's a rich businessman that mm-hmm. donates a lot, spends a lot of time on these mm-hmm. uh, community projects. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for Hank to convince anyone in the police force that there's something shady about this guy. Yes. So he starts doing a lot of this sort of undercover, just driving off on his own time, trying to pick up evidence on him. And Walt comes along for the ride. Yeah. So a lot of the sort of little twists or cliffhanger episode endings are Hank finding out clues mm. about yeah. the chicken shop and uh, and Gus. Mm. Were they interesting for you? Was that enough to complete an episode? I did like them. Uh, it got a little maybe repetitive, like a little bit like the same thing happening a lot. And you know that like, you know that they're not going to end with like Hank finding Gus. Like maybe one later in the season, maybe he will. But like a lot of, the, especially the ones earlier on, you go, well, no, Hank isn't going to just arrest Gus next episode. So um, I didn't mind them. Uh, we also got Skylar buying the car wash where Walt used to work. Was that uh, interesting for you? Nope, not at all. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just really, yeah, any, any time that came, I just say, okay, there's 20 minutes of an episode gone. Now, <laughs> we're not meant to like the car wash owner shop guy, okay? We're not meant to like him. He's a real douchey character. He's mean to Walt when he worked there. He's mean to Skylar in the negotiations and stuff like that. He has creepy eyebrows. Yeah, he's a bit rude. However, I thought it was really weird. This character, there's really no reason for me to like this character at all. I felt a little sorry for him, the way Skylar treated him in his last scene. You're just taking his business away from him. We know he's a terrible guy, but can you just be a little nicer to him, perhaps? Like, I guess what I'm saying is it shows how much of a bitch, like, Skylar has become. Yeah, Skylar sucks as a person and a character. Mm. I have no time for Skylar. Mm. And a gun from um, Deadwood. I hated her in that as well. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the actress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skylar sucks as a person, sucks as a character. You suck as an actress and as a person. Yeah. Okay. What else do we talk about in season four? The ending? So the ending of season four, you have Walt and Jesse come together, which I think shows the, the amount of time Gus has spent trying to wedge them apart. There must be a strong relationship there between Walt and Jesse because they come together in the end. They put aside their differences to get Gus. But it's all a lie though, Matt. What is a lie? So in the end, we have Jesse having to make a decision with a decide, I guess, with Gus or with Walt. Yeah. And he suspects Walt of having poisoned his new girlfriend's son. Yeah. He thinks that Walt's so mad at him that he's decided to do this. And Walt says, why would, why would I do that? Gus has done that to drive us apart. We need to kill Gus. And so they decide to go after Gus. Yeah. And there's like there's a few tense moments about the bomb in the car. Mm-hmm. And Gus walks away from the car. And they end up getting the former cartel member, Tuco's uncle, in on it at the yeah. retirement home. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling like this again was approaching a bit Looney Tunes territory with these various car bomb contraptions being built by the guys and it not quite working. Like, oh, he just walks away from the car a little too. Oh, the bomb's not working. And I was just expecting, is Walt going to go over and check the car bomb and then that's going to blow up in his face? And I was just going, oh, no, please, like, have one of these plants work. 
they get gas to the retirement home and they blow up the bomb in the retirement home. They've made a wheelchair bomb, a wheelchair bell bomb with the wheelchair bell guy. And it blows up and it kills Gus. And Gus oddly walks out of the room, <laughs> just does up his tie, and then you see him from the other side and his whole half of his face is missing. That was pretty awesome. I'm a bit split on that. <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> Here Gus was too. In some ways, I thought, that was unexpected, that's different. But part of me is like, no one just walks out of a room and plays with their tie when you're missing half your head. That's just dumb. It's Breaking it's, Bad, it's man. It's Breaking Bad. It's very Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, uh, <laughs> live. It's, yeah, yeah, Harvey Dent. Yeah. So basically, at this point in the season, so this is, this is towards the end of the final episode, I'm thinking, nothing happened in the first half of the season. I yes. didn't like it. Then we got a few episodes with... Gus and the cartel, and him poisoning everyone in the cartel. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of cool. Yes, but that still, was awesome. But still not much going on with the main story, with, like, Walt and Jesse. What's going on? Yeah. I mean, this fight, we have this final episode, and it resolves with this bomb. And you go, that was okay. Still not really that impressed with anything that's happened this season. And then there's a final scene. There's just a final few seconds. And what it is, is the camera zooms in on this flower. Yeah. Just this... Fairly inconspicuous flower in the back mm. of Walt's backyard. Mm. And what this shows is we discovered earlier that what had poisoned the kid was just a generic flower that could be found around the place that kids can have a reaction yeah. to. Mm. And so you think back to when we saw Walt at the start of the episode spinning the gun on the table, he looks over and he saw that flower. Yeah. The whole thing had been set up by Walt. Yeah. Walt did poison the kid. Yes. And convinced Jesse that Gus had did it to split them apart, yeah. but he did it to split Gus and Jesse apart. Yeah, that was awesome. So basically I hated the whole season. Uh, the finale I thought was really, really disappointing and average. But then the final, like, five seconds makes the whole final episode genius. Yeah. I don't think it undoes the whole rest of the season. I think the rest of the season was still boring. But it makes the final episode amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I love that twist. Like, because I've long abandoned the idea of Walt being a likable guy and gone, I just want to see him do bad things. And I just want to see him descend further and further and, and outsmart people and win and things like that. So I was really uh, cool to see how he manipulated Jesse like that. Yeah, and, and to get rid of Gus in that big chair explosion. Like, I thought this was a very good final uh, episode. Let's give the verdict for season four of Breaking Bad. I'll give mine first. You give the other ones first. Um, I think uh, it was a. I, I think it was a great season. I think at the beginning of the season it was a little slow, for sure. But I just think uh, building that rivalry between Gus and Walt and seeing them sort of play that chess game with each other and using Jesse as a pawn, sort of. Both of them using Jesse and finding out that Walt had really, really used Jesse and outplayed Gus completely on that level, I just found really incredible. I love the Mexico stuff with Jesse setting up the drug place, but also uh, the cartel sort of smoke. But like, I just thought it was a great season for great moments. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Well, season 4 is clearly the worst season. It's just, it was just really average. I didn't particularly enjoy watching it, and it did pick up a little towards the end. I was going to give it perhaps a 6.5, but seriously, that last five seconds, that last shot, bumped it up a whole point. What? So I'm going to give 
I'm going to give season four a 7.5 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And season five, Jonathan, do you have any expectations for season five? What do you want to see? What don't you want to see? Well, in some ways, season four could have almost been the last season of the show because there aren't really that many loose threads. Mm. I guess you have the fact that he still has cancer and he hasn't died yet, which I guess I've always assumed would be the end of the show. Mm. But there was never much suspense in that because I didn't start watching from the start. I already knew there were a a few seasons, so I knew he wasn't going to die in season one or two of cancer. Mm. But this season, maybe he does die because Mm. I think this is supposed to be the last season. Yes. So what I'm expecting is, will he be able to keep this from Hank? Will he get arrested? Mm. Will he die of cancer? Mm. And will he fix his uh, relationship with Jesse? How will that go? And will Mm. Jesse find out some of the things that Walt's been doing behind his back? Will they come to a head or will they come closer together? And I'm thinking at this point that Walt should just kind of take his winnings and walk away, like you said, at the casino. Walk away from the table. No one to walk away. That's not going to happen. No way. I feel like... No way. Walt is just getting worse and worse and he's just taking bigger and... Bigger risks. Greater risks. And he's just going to do even more morally reprehensible things. But at least by now, I'm prepared for it. Mm. At least now I go, Walt is a bad guy. Yeah. I'm not going to be frustrated with him doing bad things as long as they are interesting and entertaining. Yes. Yeah. Strap yourself in for the ride. I think the big question of this season is... I think, I think two minor questions is, does Walt die of cancer? Does Walt uh, go to jail? And I think the big question is, where will Walt and Jesse stand at the end of the season? Because I could see this being a season where they fight and they come back together and look back on what they did together as a great relationship and sort of a, as sort of like, we, you know, we sort of did it. We, Mr. White, I always grew up without having someone to look up to. You were that person, him going, oh, you were, you know, like a second son to me. Or will he try to take Walt down? I could see this season being Walt versus Jesse. If the final shot is Jesse shooting Walt in the head. Yeah. I'd like that. Yeah, I'd like that too. I think that would be a good ending. I think there's some interesting stuff that could happen here. I think Walter's done so much to Jesse that if their relationship is mended and they end the season on good terms, that might be a little unbelievable, a little disingenuous. But yeah, we'll have to see. Do you want to do a quick season rank, Jonathan, of the first four seasons? Season one, then season two, then season three, then season four. (laughs) It's been quite consistent. It's not a huge drop. Hmm. Some of the episodes have been better. They've had greater episodes, but it's become more inconsistent and just a small notch down each season. Okay. My rank. Four, two, three, one. There you go. So, Matt, just like Breaking Bad, anything can happen. Not necessarily believable. Doesn't necessarily make sense. (laughs) A bit all over the place. (laughs) Oh... Okay, time to quickly open our housekeeping segment. A couple of weeks ago, I told a bit, a bit of my relationship dramas about, um, about um, getting rejected by a girl. And I threw out a challenge to the listeners if they had any ideas for me to like try to woo this girl to send them to me. And you said, don't do my that. advice is don't do that. <laughs> Please don't give Matt any crazy ideas about... A hot air balloon in a top hat with a squirrel or anything like that. Don't, don't do anything like that. 
Well, I actually quite liked that idea of the uh, <laughs> hot air balloon top hat and squirrel. I thought that was a bit of a go. Um, so what I did was I hired a hot air balloon, I got a squirrel and I put on a top hat. Oh, no. And I caught this girl down in the park and I got a photo of it to show you. <laughs> <laughs> So I did it. Why did you give me that idea? Yeah, um, that was supposed to be an example of a bad idea, an idea for the screen audience not to give you. My advice was move on. But instead we have a picture. This is proof, evidence of Matt down at the park with a hot air balloon, a top hat, flowers and a squirrel. Yeah. Um, the fl- was that where I went wrong? That's his own little touch. You, yeah. you didn't stick to the prescribed. Because yeah. you still won't go out with me. <laughs> and there's a little message here well here's what I thought here's what I thought we'd do because I think one thing we learned from the experience I think it's good to be honest and I think life is too short you could die in a bus crash tomorrow people if you feel a way about someone you should just let them know how you feel do we agree with that principle yeah why not yeah now I know people listening to the podcast might not have the means to get together a hot air balloon a squirrel and a top hat so what I thought is we could put on our Facebook page the photo of me doing it <laughs> with the caption, I wanted you to know how much I loved you, so I got a hell of a balloon, a top hat, and a squirrel for you. Like Screen Verdict on Facebook. Okay, don't read that laugh. <laughs> anyway, we're going to post that on the Facebook fan page, and then you can post it, you can like, the, share the photo, and then the person that you care about and that you love will know that you feel that way about them. I feel like they might ask, who's this guy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a generic guy that is representative of the every man or woman out there. Okay. Let's make this a week where we let people know how much we love them. So is that a podcast? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea for our listeners and a podcast. Okay. Goodbye.